Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host Dr. Stephen Platt, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, it's the first in our annual trilogy review! That's right, we have got a trilogy of films to review. We asked you, our wonderful audience at home, to pick the trilogy and you selected Kung Fu Panda? (laughs) Oh, thank you for this delightful treat of animated classics from DreamWorks Animations. And as always, we have someone who has seen the film before and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, nay, has never seen a Kung Fu Panda before. It is Dr. Sarah Curtis. Team pilot! Spoilers. Oh, yes, yes, we, we have got team pilot as well. Uh, how are you, Dr. Sarah? I'm oh, pretty good. How are you? I'm I'm pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I've had a bit of, bit of a long rehearsal today, so I'm a little bit tired, but not... Um, the Bruce Willis film um, with uh, Lilu Lalu. Well, the Fifth Element. The Fifth Element, yeah. Not The Fifth Element. I'm not tired, The Fifth Element tired. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did just feed you, so hopefully that'll help. Yes, that definitely helped. Thank you. That was that was really lovely. Um, uh, Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. What do you know about Kung Fu Panda, the film or indeed the trilogy? Um, there is a panda who, I guess, does Kung Fu. Well, you got it in one. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm presuming you you've not got a massive amount of knowledge about this film series i've never really wanted to see it it's Mm. not been on my list uh i remember everyone going nuts for it back in the day Mm. and me going don't think i'm in the right demographic for this yeah although i mean animation is not really your preferred form of film not really i mean there are some animations that i like Mm. you know there's some classic disney films that you know are great but for Ralph Bakshi, Lord of the Rings. Oh, it's dreadful. <laughs> Which is no, dreadful. It's awful. I, I do not like it. Mm. But I will watch it. Yeah, because it's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> once. I've watched it once. Mm. A, lot of rot- a lot of rotoscoping. Mm. But yeah, it's it's just not my my area. Okay. That's, that's entirely fair. And honestly, quite a lot of people have seen this first film uh, of our usual pool of guests. Um very few people hadn't seen the first Kung Fu Panda, so thank you, I guess. You're for... welcome. I was saving it for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Sarah. What, what are you hoping you get from this film, I'm curious? Because you're, you're about to embark on this adventure into the trilogy of Kung Fu Panda. So is there anything that you're sort of hoping that you will get or anticipating in a, in a positive way? Well, I'm hoping I won't be annoyed by it. Mm. Because it's something about a lot of voice acting, especially when it's Americans doing other cultures, other places, mm. other races that just really annoys me. I'm like, why am I you know, seeing this animation and hearing a very American accent? Mm. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I must admit, it's been a, a long time since I've seen this film. And this one is the only one of the trilogy that I've seen. Um, I mostly remember Jack Black because he is the Kung Fu Panda. I hear he's good. Um, but yeah, I... I'm not going to say anything because I, I can't actually safely say whether or not it falls into that category or not of um, problematic cultural appropriation. Um, and all cultural appropriation is problematic, I should say. But uh, like like really problematic where you have to like, ooh, shake your head as you talk about it. Um, it'll, it'll be, yeah, I'm curious to see how it holds up in that respect as well. Luckily for you, uh, we do have someone here who has seen the film. Uh, welcome to the microphone, the third part of Team Pilot. Woo-hoo! It is Dr. Ellen Sears. Yay. Hello. How are you, Dr. Ellen? Yeah, I'm all right. Good, good. You've, you've eaten as well? I have eaten as well. I've got a kettle to boil in a minute. Mm-hmm. So I have a wide selection of teas that I can choose from. You're Ooh. welcome. Which is always nice. Life is good. Life is good. Uh, Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. In a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, what can you tell, Sarah, about the Kung Fu Panda film? Jack Black is a panda that wants to do Kung Fu. And the rest of it, you should probably find out as you go along, to be honest. I think mm. it's been a long time since I've watched this film as well. I remember really enjoying it. Mm. Um, I think it came. It would have come out, like, what, 2006, 7? 8. 2008, yeah, okay. Mm. So I, I think this, this, this movie is the reason why Jenny did the play that we did in children's theater. Hmm. I seem to recall it being on the it list was a of big things thing. we should be like yeah. doing as research. research. Absolutely. Yes, to, I was we, just a bad student. We, we all went to the same <laughs> university as students. Um, and, and we're it, still and there indeed, now working as, there. <laughs> as staff. Uh, but we did a theater unit, uh, which did uh, children's theater for, you know, theater for children. Uh, and one production that we, we all did together was yeah. uh, a Kung Fu Panda inspired 
pantomime, which was uh, sort of like a combination of like Australian animals and animals from like China and the South China Sea and things like that. And yep. it was all done for, you know, uh, kids to come along to the theatre and have a fun time. And obviously for the students to learn about um, the, the the world Delivering. of putting on a production. I, yeah. think, I think you're going to watch this and be like, ah, yes, I see where I see where the inspiration mm. came from for the play that we did, because it's and- a similar sort of vibe and the thing that i had sort of forgotten until i was doing my research for for this episode was just how big kung fu panda was yeah it was huge they had like all the meal tie-ins with all the places and the stuff and the things yeah like toys and all sorts of stuff like like and it did very well like financially speaking it did did incredibly Mm. well and no wonder that they did you know two and three Yeah. yeah um but and it's i think it's quite interesting as well that it was released around the same time as the 2008 olympics which was in china makes sense and there was a lot of this sort of uh oh look at china kind of stuff even though this is not a chinese film production it was a production that was using chinese culture um and i guess we're gonna watch it and find out how we feel about that 14 years on whether or not it's it's uh okay or not uh what they did uh so <laughs> i have no idea it's been so long since i've yeah. watched it i'm like oh no <laughs> with a little bit of bated breath uh shall we watch kung fu panda let's do it sounds fun okay for those of you listening at home pop in those dvds load up those streaming services and prepare to skidoosh as we watch <laughs> kung fu panda back everybody we've just finished watching kung fu panda and by we i of course mean dr alan sears and dr sarah curtis well that's a film that exists it certainly is (laughs) and there's two Um, more so so dr sarah (laughs) yeah um what are your thoughts in the aftermath of watching the first kung fu panda film we're really fat phobic aren't we yeah i must admit i was very um surprised by that or at least not. That's the main thing that I remember from this film is well, the fact that they were super, super fat phobic towards him. And the whole point is, is that he was like, but my, what you think is my weakness is actually my strength and I'm going to be fat and that's actually fine and a good thing. So, ah. yeah, I, I mean, I, they inferred that they didn't outright state it really. I, I think they, they showed that through action rather than saying it, but that is an, an, an issue when so much of the bullying for Poe being fat is verbal. It would have been nice yeah. to have him go, because the thing that struck me watching this is all of the stuff to do with um, like chi points and nerves and the fact that um, Tai Lung is someone whose main strength is his ability to do like nerve punches nerve that punches, disables yeah. them. But when he tries to do it on Poe, he can't because Poe is, is, in the language of the film, is too fat. And that's been established. You can't actually get to those nerve Yeah, it's established earlier in like the that. film when they're trying to do the acupuncture on him and they're struggling to do it. Now, but that I only got from like this secondary watching. I don't think mm. I got that at all watching it the first time round. And mm. I think to have that named would have been nice. Just just in general would have been nice to have that. because Rather I, than showing it to actually go, oh, it's because it's he's be- got the extra yeah. squish. That's it, actually worked in, out in his advantage. Yeah, that, that would have been Maybe nice. Maybe this isn't such a bad thing. And it, it did jump out at me where I, I, I must admit, watching this film again, I, I don't remember thinking much, too much of it, good or bad, when I watched it the first time. I actually really enjoyed this watching this this time round, but there were elements where I went, oh, "Can we can we can we stop calling him Tubby and Flabby and like, mm. or at least as much?" Oh, it's not even the the verbalizing of it though. Mm. It's it's also the way that they they showed people reacting to his body. Mm. I mean, you know, even the stuff about how much he smelled and you know personal hygiene, mm. all mm. of that kind of thing is stuff that gets leveled at people who are larger sized all mm. the time. Yeah. Mm. And I think it's it's really intriguing as well because I, I think if, if Kung Fu Panda hadn't been made and you got to the year of our Lord, 2022, and someone went, I want to make a Kung Fu Panda film and I want to make it about a, a, a big fat panda, basically, I don't think that that language would be being used. No. Or at least I don't think it would be being used to the extent that it was. Um, or at least I, I'm hoping it wouldn't be, I guess. Um Aside from the fat phobia, what, what did you think? I really enjoyed the background, the scenery design. Mm. I hated the character designs. Every oh, really? single character did mm. not like. 
the way that they looked. Right. That's the thing with DreamWorks films. I think either you're like, yes, these characters are amazing, or no, mm. I hate everything about this. Because they do a really... The way that they do their stylization in their CG stuff mm. is always very specific. And I think they were trying to tap into that sort of... Obviously, like the beginning bit, the animation was different as well because it was in his that dream. That was nice. That yeah. was really pretty. It was very cool. I, I rather like that. But again, dream. Yeah. You know, it's that. It's a dream sequence, and moving from two D to three D is yeah. an interesting way of showing that. But having just seen that, and then yeah. it jumps into that three D environment. Mm. But uh, if you think about yeah. other other DreamWorks films, so I think they were trying to stylize them so that they were kind of like leaning into that. And obviously, like you've got your your five who are very there's certain style stylized elements where they're like. I mean, at least the anthropomorphized female animals didn't have giant tits. That's nice, Mm. at least. Yeah, and that, (laughs) from my research, was a very conscious design choice. Particularly when it came to designing tigress. Yeah. They went, we're just going to make a a, a tiger. They they essentially said, we're not going to try and make her appear obviously humanoidly feminine because that would be weird because gender is a construct yeah yeah and i i I did quite like that the particularly with the five Mm. the the animals remained largely just like the animals the snake had pretty eyelashes yeah but that but that was sort of about it they didn't do any flowers yeah but they didn't give her like you know like a waist or something like that like you know they didn't (laughs) or snake titties yeah or like snitties if you will yeah (laughs) I feel like I've seen a comic about that somewhere. Yeah, um, but but like you know, the monkey didn't have like big bulging monkey muscle arms kind of thing. Yeah, like, they were they yeah. were more like the animals. Yeah, it's it's it is a weird mishmash of things. I, I'm curious though, Sarah, in terms of the the animation style or the design of the characters, because some of them I'm like I'm not I'm not a fan of. Is there a particular style of like anthropomorphic animal animation that you've seen and, and gone, oh, that works? I mean, not sure whether it's that works or it's I don't mind it. Like mm. previous, like the 2D films mm. um, were a lot nicer. These were just so kitschy. Mm. Like I mm. can I can visualize the toys that they made. There was no difference between what I saw on screen mm. and the toys. Is the kitschiness potentially because we are watching this 14 years on? I've never liked kitschiness. Mm. No, and no, but it, it but... would have been kitschy then to mm. me. Okay, because it's not oh, look at something that's old and a bit quirky or whatever. Mm. No, it's looking at something and going, this is a style choice. The style choice is kitsch. Okay, Mm. I see. Because, yeah, I I do... A little bit of me was looking at it and going like, oh, some of this is not rough, but like it's kind of like, oh, yeah, this is clearly... There has been 14 years in computer-generated animation. We've Mm. collectively sort of moved on from from what the technology can do. Mm. Although I will say... It's pretty impressive the, still. It's it's pretty impressive and I, I have to agree that the the scenery design was lovely. Oh, absolutely gorgeous. Like yeah. the so stuff, especially pretty. the um Mufasa scene. Mm. Um, yeah. Cherry <laughs> Blossoms doing their thing. Yeah. We're basically we were suddenly in the Lion King. Remember who you are. Yes, this and, was uh, the, the passing of the old master turtle, uh Ugwe. Yeah, yeah, the the spirit you know, sort of going into the into the ether. Yeah. That was gorgeous. Mm. Like the the trees, every, all of the backgrounds and mm. just like the music. The music music was gorgeous. Mm. Music was like good. if it was just looking at the scenery and the music, I'd be here all day. It's mm. like a great meditation thing or something. Mm. <laughs> but but the turtle himself, you weren't happy with The turtle was okay. Shifu? The, he was the red panda. Mm, kind of looked like a, a felt little adorable, I don't know. Like something. a baby owner with fur. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. kind of. And little tiny skinny little wrists. I thought they were going to snap off. And the like ears. Little pointy. You, you, I loved the ears. Yeah. That reminds me of my poor plushie. Mm. Oh, from uh, Moana. Yeah. Mm, a little bit. But, but but some of the other designs yeah. were not to your liking. hideous. Mm. Like... I don't know, it just, it was... I don't think there's a good way to do a CG, like, snake, anthropomorphized snake, because... The snake was okay. A few people have tried to do it, and I'm just like, oh. what, what, Which one did you have the biggest issue with? I really though? didn't like the pigs. They were basically the Shrek pigs. Mm. Um, they were a bit, weren't they? They just... They had took that design. And stuff on them. Mm. And just, you know, coloured them in mm. differently. Um... The tigress was okay. I liked the duck walks. I, I didn't like the ducks. <laughs> oh, I like really? the way they, uh, the, the geese, I like, like, the way I, they I like when they fell over and they just whack like a loaf of bread onto something. I don't find that 
type of humor funny? Uh, well, <laughs> slapstick is not my thing. Well, there's only two more films to go. Uh, we. Yeah, this is why I said don't put me on this. Did you like the panda? Did you like the way he was designed? No. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's... Again, and that could be because a lot of the design was focusing on how fat he is, and mm. oh, let's make a joke about how his clothes don't fit him, and let's mm. make a joke about how you know his ass is in everyone's face. Let's make a joke mm. about his size. It's not just here as a person mm. existing in space. It's mm. let's point at it and laugh. How would you propose that they do that in an animation sense? Because the story is about Poe's size. Like, like Poe po states in the film he does not like how he looks and has issues with his size. And also there is the issue which is unspoken that he is not the biological son of Mr. Ping who runs the noodle shop. Um, you know, th- th- there are all these issues around not fitting in and not looking right. I'm curious because because I agree I don't think it, it I don't think it's works what they've done in this film in terms of it feels a bit... And by a bit, I mean a lot too much on the nose. I, th- I feel like mm. coupled with the the copious amounts of like fat shaming descriptions that you get, I do wonder though, what, what is the way that you present that or how do you present that? Have in the it story? from his perspective, not everyone else's. It's all about the camera angles, are all about how his body impacts everyone else, mm. not about how his body is seen by him. Right. So if you could have it from him, again, just existing in the space, and yeah, you can have that journey where he starts at going, I hate my body, I hate Mm. the way I am, I don't feel like I belong. And you can still have that journey without everyone around him being so horrified, disgusted, you know, having to dodge around him Mm. and just making such a big, you know, game of it. You know, that's that's the bullying that's going on and it's it's so subtle because it comes from the camera it comes from the lens of mm. the writer and the lens of the the camera which you know obviously doesn't exist but you mm. know the animation itself yeah rather than from his own perspective okay mm. that's a very good answer I'm gonna go I'm just like yep yeah, actually that that would mm. be nice I don't know if they do that with the later films that's mm. that's the thing it'll be interesting to see because the films were released a few years later like i think the third one came out in 2016 from memory or yeah, something like, i think something like that it so was like reasonably big gap i am wondering if the gaps between the films it'd be interesting to see the I'd differences in the animation from one to the other yeah because often with like prequels not prequels with sequels hmm. for um animated films like if you look at some of the disney direct to dvd direct to vhs movies you hmm. look at the first one you're like oh this is great and then you look at the second one you're like oh the the carpet in the second Aladdin film doesn't look so hot. Yeah. The animation's a bit, like, quickly done and not as much detail sort of thing. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how that changes. I do like the fact that they didn't have Poe get, like, super, super skinny in order to be able to do his stuff by the end. Yeah. I'm, like, I, I think one of the things the film does quite well is is that sort of thing that I, th- I think is quite important to the way Kung Fu cinema is presented, which mm. is where there is this, the biggest and, and strongest quote unquote, like the big muscle bound person is not usually the person who is actually the strongest in the sense of Kung Fu. And I think this film does a really good job of honoring that particular tradition of how those mm. films are made. It's about how you best adapt what your strengths are to the situation. And I, I do think Kung Fu Panda like succeeds in that respect. But yeah, there are there are issues. I'm not not gonna lie. But but there's there's some there's some really nice things. I I actually really liked his relationship with Shifu. How Poe and Shifu grew, and how Shifu in particular, as you learnt more about him and about you unlocked his tragic backstory, um, and how basically his tragic backstory is all his fault. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting that they did that and that. Shifu as a character acknowledges that to the point where in the fight with Tai Lang at the end, he says sorry because because he He realises... I I failed you. Yeah, Yeah. and I thought just once I'd like to see somebody in Star Wars do that. I was just thinking that. (laughs) Come on, Yoda, you f***ing 
doctor. Yeah, it, it'd be nice to see. And I just thought it was it was really that that bit of the film, that aspect, I think, was really for me, really well done. I, I really enjoyed mm. seeing that. And I, yeah. Look, the journeys they all went on were good. Mm. I I like the base story. Yeah. And, you know, the, the fact that Poe at the end, you know, has learnt um, how to embrace himself and, you know, how to use Kung Fu with his strengths and mm. that they are strengths. Mm. I think that's great. You know, mm. having the old mentor who has f***ed up a lot actually apologize and try to do better and mm. you know realize that it was his journey as well and mm. he had to learn something in order to become the master he needed to be to, mm. to train you know in a different way so that he didn't mess up this one like he did the last one mm. Mm. as a core story that's all great mm. i just don't like all the stuff that they did with it. <laughs> yeah were there any elements aside from just the core story that that you thought they did well um, yeah, I, did, I mentioned before the music. I mm. really did enjoy the music. Mm. Um, you know, it was quite atmospheric. It was pretty. I'm I'm a very sort of like aesthetic sort of person. So mm. if something's pretty, I'm probably more likely to enjoy it, which is why I didn't like the characters, but I mm. like the background. Yeah, it, it is. It is a very pretty film. There's some really not not just that the 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 design and the the use of the graphics is is good i mean it is that but i do think good there's font. there was some re- good font good yes font. check checks dr checks Zuz's checks font checks, te- checks the font it's got the font, font check. test um, <laughs> the, but the i feel like a lot of the shot placement particularly the establishing shots in the world are really nicely utilized and i think really do a quite a good job of building a world that is both very big and very small like mm. the the valley that they live in even though it's this big glorious you know sweeping landscape and you know, big, mountain s- all, big mountains and all that it's quite a small place we really are only in the temple the main street and the noodle bar we don't really go anywhere else within the valley and the only place we see outside of the valley is the prison and the rope bridge yeah i have a question hmm. are they rhinos in china um I've not checked. Because <laughs> that seemed a little strange. I, I mean, mean, is the prison in China? Maybe not. I mean, it has a, a Chinese name. It is very far away. Because the, 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 the mountains. I, I do know that the, the, the snow. from the research that the name of the prison is from Chinese words, which basically means something along the lines of sit down in prison. Like that's the name of the prison. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if the rhinos are native to China. I would assume not. I'm guessing when Kung Fu was being invented, perhaps not. Although, you know, we don't, do we know this? Or were they just like, we need another big animal? Mm. That's a bit scary that, I mean, they look armored. I, I think that would be the choice. I can confirm from yeah. a brief bit of Googling that rhinoceroses were around in ancient China. Oh. Because there is obviously the race of the Indian rhinoceros. Oh, right. So um, the Indian rhinoceros became extinct within China in the 1920s. There you go. Um, well done, 20th century. Just another big oh, hit there. Oh, man. Um, but yes, um, there, there were rhinos that were native to ancient China. Cool. Okay. So we're in ancient China then and not contemporary. I mean, obviously, if Kung Fu's just been invented. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting... Again, like the, using rhinos feels a bit on the nose or, or on the horn, as the case may be. Um, but 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 there are now having looked that up. The I'm fact like, ah, oh, that makes sense. It, it does make me think. Yeah, they've they've. There has been a lot of care put into aspects of designing this world, world yeah. and designing this story, which is interesting to consider. Obviously, this is an American studio mm-hmm. telling a Chinese setting or chinese yeah. set story yeah um but the approach <laughs> but the approach for it was initially not to tell a chinese story but was to tell a kung fu story mm. the creators of, of this film uh were big fans as indeed a lot of filmmakers tend to be of kung fu cinema most of which is chinese um and also the early 2000s was a bit of a boom for Mm. for kung fu cinema mm. uh particularly uh chinese american joint productions um but you know in 99 you had a uh, crouching tiger hidden dragon mm. um you had the uh, comedy kung fu hustle in 2004 which kind of like captured a lot of the films of the last five years uh, in that sense 
part of me does look at this and go, it, 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 I like that there has been attention paid to aspects of like the, the animals that, that live mm. or lived in China at that time. Mm. But it's 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 still an issue, isn't it, Sarah? Yeah, I mean, just sort of again listening to the voice actors was mm. this interesting sort of dichotomy because you know there were some Asian actors who were cast um, to give voices, which was great, mm-hmm. and then some who weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and as as I was sort of listening, I, like there were times where the the voices I'm I'm sitting there going, well, you're definitely American. Mm. But sometimes they would verge into a kind of accent. Yeah. And it kind of went in and out, mm. which I have problems with. Yeah. And I think certain roles did better than others. Mm. Uh, I, I think Jack Black does a very good job of... of being Jack Black. He's basically just being Jack Black. But, but, but yeah. actually, no, I'm going to give him a little bit more credit than that. There were times when I was watching this where I forgot that Jack Black was Poe. And then occasionally he'd do like a voice like thing that he does, or he'd mm. get excited or go wah, and I go, oh yeah, that's Jack. There Black he doing is, that yeah. Voice. Um, <laughs> but I actually think he he did a really, really good job in establishing this quite vulnerable character, sounding. He's character. a good actor. Yeah, like he has he has the range. Yeah, as a lot of really good comedy actors do. Yeah, and um, you know, you know, having um, uh, what's his face? Who was the crane? Um, uh, David oh, Cross. Yeah. Uh, that was just David Cross. That was just David Cross doing David Cross's voice, being like, yeah, we we, we don't like you. Like that kind of thing. But, but then, yeah, there were a couple that slipped in. I went in. to school with girls like that. With, girls like David Cross? <laughs> girls who were like, we don't like you, please leave. Oh, I thought you meant they were all <laughs> painted bright blue. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just just, just nasty people. Okay. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, Sarah, you did point out that uh, Dustin Hoffman's Shifu was probably the main perpetrator. Yeah, it, it, it switched around for me sometimes. Sometimes mm. it was old man. Sometimes it was trying to be Asian. Yeah. And it's, again, it's it's an issue. If you are going to cast, if you're going to tell a story that is set in a part of the world and not cast actors from that part of the world mm. to tell that story, even if it is, uh, quote unquote, just animals having a good time, end quote, um, then it, it's still going to be an issue for some viewers. And I think, I think if you did this yeah. film now, like so, like you said previously, if this was a film that was getting produced now in the year of our law, 2022, then I think it would be a predominantly Asian actors. Hopefully. hopefully you would Chinese. hope so. You would hope so. Yeah. I'd like to think so, but a bit, like of, to think so. a bit I mean, of me is going, I'm, possibly not. I'm not sure. But yeah, then like, we... Okay. What um, animated films have come out in the last, say, five years? Uh, Mo- Moana was no, just on the cusp of that. That was 2016. I think um, Raya and the Last Dragon, Turning Red, those sorts of films. Uh, okay. The one mm. about the moon. That one was good. Apollo mm. 13. I haven't seen I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't seen Raya and the Last Dragon. It's pretty good. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Okay. I watched Turning Red recently and really also enjoyed really it. Also really good. Okay. Yeah. But do they use yeah. predominantly? Uh, yeah, they okay. do. For, for the actual roles okay. that are. Actually, uh, Encanto. Would probably have been the good one for me because I have seen Encanto. Yeah. Um, they don't use Chinese actors, obviously. They use um, South American and Colombian actors for predominantly those roles. Yeah. Yeah. For, for all of them. Yeah. For all of them. <laughs> it's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair point. Maybe, yeah, if they were doing it these days, they, they wouldn't. But also, I don't know. I just I just have so little faith sometimes <laughs> in these I mean, different groups. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it does sort of show that change is happening it is slow oh, sure but you know mm. this movie came out in 2008 mm. and you know we've just listed a couple of films that have come out in the last five years mm. that they are doing better mm. and i mean even stuff like moana which is kind of going back more than five years you know mm. that was a, that was a big deal the fact that they were like right we're gonna you know get people from these different um cultures in that area of the world and it's a bit of a mishmash of a lot of those different cultures kind of put together mm. But, you know, they had actors from that area of the world. They had people working on, like, the movement and the dancing that they were doing and, mm. the, you know, the music and things like that as well. So it's like there's, yeah, it's like you said, there's, there's, there's change coming, but it's just slow. Mm. So, Sarah, are you excited to watch another two? I'm Kung really not. <laughs> no? oh, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Did, I hate you so much. What, what are you hoping for from the second one then? Knowing that it's... Improvement. Yeah, okay. Growth. <laughs> less <laughs> fat jokes. I want to know what happened to the bad guy. Yeah, he just, he just disappeared. disappeared. Mm. 
Did he uh, fall down the hole to Australia and just never come back? <laughs> um, well, if you were uh, a fan of the Kung Fu Panda um, extended universe... I, I guess I'm going to have to be. The KFP EU, I guess. Um, there was a TV show made of Kung oh, Fu yeah, Panda. Oh, yeah, that's right. Kung Fu Panda Legends of Awesomeness, as it was known. Yay. <laughs> um, and uh, Tai Lang does appear... In, in that, that show, yeah. and that show is set after the film. So, are they best buddies now of awesomeness? I do they hang? I don't know. Because uh, maybe I've not he seen gets over show. his daddy issues. I, I just know that um, he didn't die when he got skadooshed. Um, he he died he of shame later on. and disappeared. But yeah, it is weird that he yet. kind. Of, uh, but I kind of feel like it ties into the whole "we know where this is going" kind of thing. And that's the thing. At no point was I surprised by anything that happened when I watched this the first time. No. I mean, even the, the, in air quotes, camera angles um, and, you know, just some of the, the ways they did the fight scenes. I'm like, oh, yes, and now we're going to go through the roof and we're going to have this plume of smoke and here yep. it is. Yep. But it was quite, for me, it was quite enjoyable where it was kind of like a, we, we know what tropes that we're hitting from other Kung Fu yeah, movies. Yeah, two giant games of keep away. Mm. Although that said, I, I will stand up and say that I think the uh, chopstick fight over the bow bun was excellent was I, I i thought that was probably the, the most well put together sequence in i don't the think film. it was a bow bun i think it was just a like it a, was a dumpling like a, dumpling, a, dumpling, like, a, like, a like a pork bun yeah type looking thing um yeah, yeah that that sequence was was I, I i really liked it and i really liked the fact that at the end of it he threw the bun back and he went i'm not hungry and i'm like it's because you're not upset so you don't need to eat po like it was like i, I was <laughs> I, I was hooked in i'm just gonna be like yeah i know I and I like it. the fact that they revisited it later on, but in giant size, because I was like, oh, mm. yeah, it's all coming together. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just silly. And, like, imagining as well who the target audience would have been for this, like, little kids, mm. like, in 2008, would have been like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Like, they would have loved it. I mean, they even they called out it. the rule of three right at the beginning. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So but, they were aware of the tropes that but, they were using. Well, I mean, yeah, I think children's movies are very aware of the tropes that they're using. Mm. Even if they're like, yeah, we shouldn't be doing this, but we're going to do it anyway. So, ha, 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 because we know that you'll mm. notice it. And I mean, I guess that's probably, that's why kids are so friggin' canny when it comes to media. Because like, yeah, I, like, I remember watching Frozen with my niece Emily when she was like two. And it comes up to the bit with the shipwreck. And I was, and she goes, oh no. And I was like, what's happening? She went, it's sad. And I'm like, and she was like two. She was very small. Well, she might have ships been are sad. Mm. No, when they sink and the music is sad and everything's blue on the screen, I was like, man, she got this. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I, before we move on, I just want to touch on um, Tai Lang. Mm. Who... Uh, Ellen, I'll start with you on this one. Okay. I thought Tai Lang was almost a very sympathetic villain. Yeah. At, at points. Like, yeah. Like at a certain point, I, I it, know, it, it did make me go. Yeah. He's not really the baddie. He, he he is the baddie because of what he chooses to do in that final act. Yeah. But up until that point, I'm kind of like, actually, you're like you're just a dude. Yeah. Who, but like yeah. also like, if you had been locked away for twenty years, yeah, you'd be mm. mad too. I I too would go on a rampage and yeah. try to beat up the person who did it to me for no reason. Yeah. I like the fact that. He was apologized to, and he basically went, "That's not what I'm here for. Mm. Like, I don't want your apology. Yeah. Like, you you wrecked you wrecked my shit. I am now back here to enact revenge because basically you built me into this, and then you locked me away rather than actually trying to fix the problem. That's interesting because for me, I read that as the moment he truly rejected the teachings of being the Dragon Warrior, the teachings of Kung Fu, mm. when he didn't accept the apology, even though. He has no obligation to accept the apology because he there was wrong done to him. Although mm. that said, you know, the wrong was done to him and then he chose to react by going around and it's implied murdering a bunch of villagers. Well, also, it could have been a test. Mm. Like, you know, in his tragic backstory where mm. he flipped and was told that, no, you shall never, you'll never be, mm. you know, this mythic warrior. The reason he didn't become that mythic warrior is because instead of backing down and accepting it, yeah. which would have made him that warrior, mm. he, you know, chucked a hissy fit. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I just found myself, found, I, I found it a very sympathetic case. Mm. And it does then feel weird, again, maybe if this film was being made later, where maybe we'd have a, a Steven Universe situation where it's like, 
you know, all, all the baddies end up becoming goodies. Yeah. Or, the, or there is, like, some the level of redemption of for love. them. Yeah. But then again, the redemption really was, was that... more for Shifu in this film. Yeah. Or, like, him... I don't think he's redeemed by the end of the film, but I think he's on his way. Yeah, he's... he's actually dealt with his stuff and been like, I screwed up. Yeah. I've messed up. I've, you know, there's all these other people that I've done all this stuff with and, you know, they're doing great things. But, mm. like, I've never really let go of the fact that I messed up. Mm. And the fact that... The person that I cared for the most. Yeah, and and the, the Furious Five... The fact that when they're bullying Poe, mm. but then you see how, from Tigress's perspective, um, she never got love from Shifu for doing well mm. because the last time he did that was because he messed up with yeah. Tai Lung and that made her harden emotionally. Yeah. I was kind of like... And then by comparison, mm-hmm. you've got Poe who brings in that very much needed, you know, laughter and warmth and yeah. love and that kind of thing again, which has been very much like, no, bullies, we don't... Yeah. We don't do this here. We must be hard and not form emotional attachments because that is not the Jedi way. You know what I mean? Like that's the, the basically kind of mm. was kind of where it was going. And Poe comes in and just completely upends the whole thing. And just by being himself and being silly and getting noodles on his face and, you know, feeding people and, you know, looking mm. after them. And now, now I'm really curious to see the second one because I want to see if they follow that through. Well, I've got some news for you, Stephen. Oh, yeah? We're going to be watching the second <laughs> one. <laughs> well, I look forward to that when we when we do get to it. Um, I do also have to say I really like the revelation of there is no secret ingredient. Um, you are the secret ingredient. Yeah. It's something it that's been done. was inside of you all along. Time and again. <laughs> it's a classic. But I think the way that they do it and the fact they tie it into his father, Mr. Ping, revealing the it, revealing the the, the, the um yeah the, the, there is no secret ingredient to secret ingredient so it's just love it's a little on the nose i would say writing wise i don't think it's going to win many awards but i also think it's it's done really nicely and the, the poe having that realization i am and the then, special ingredient yeah seeing seeing that in the scroll i'm just, just like, me I so you mean growing up in a loving environment was the special ingredient all along yeah yeah because he has daddy issues of a different kind. He just can't communicate with his dad. Yeah. Well, it's more... Yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't want to upset his father. Almost the new- like they're different species. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Also, absent mothers, as always. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, why? Mm. So many absent mothers. Maybe she was on holiday. Maybe... Kung Fu Panda 2 starts with Mrs. Ping turning up and being like, hello, what happened? I mean, you just called her Mrs. Ping. Mm-hmm. That's an issue. Oh. Does she have no autonomy? Does she have no name herself? In a children's movie, probably well, not. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the, dad, not dead, the then... dad is called Mr. Ping, but I would like to point out, he is not named in this film. I only know it because I did my research for the films. <laughs> he's so, just dad. Yeah, he's just dad, dad in this. But he then gets named in later stuff as Mr. Ping. So I'll have you know. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so looking this up. Poe's name is Poe Ping? Yeah. That's quite cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just you... reminds me of Ping the Duck, which was a little a book that I had when I was little, which was about a little duck that lived on the Yangtze River in China. Mm. He didn't get back in the boat because he didn't he didn't like being the last one to get back on the boat because the boatman used to hit the last ducker back on the boat with a stick. What books did you read as a child? <laughs> Your childhood is making so much more sense it's to about, me now. It's, yeah, honestly. So many picture books. But no, it's a, it's a book about a little yellow duck. Yeah. Playing, and he lives on the Yangtze River, the Yellow okay. River in China. Okay. And yeah, basically he's like, oh no, I'm the last duck back on the boat. I'm going to get hit on the butt by the stick so he doesn't go back on the boat and then he has a big, like, scary adventure and he comes back and he, he, he goes up the thing and he gets smacked on the butt. because he's Why is this man hitting ducks on the butt? It's because about normalising abuse. No. I don't know. No, seriously. <laughs> I don't want to get abused so I go, I run away, mm-hmm. I do something else and I realise that's scary. I'd rather get the abuse that I'm familiar with than the unfamiliar scary world. That's what that book is about. I haven't read it since I was very small. You I have need, to see if I can find that. You need to find this book and we need to <laughs> we need to unpack it and then we need to just help you through just, your Yeah, cancer. sorry, that just, boom, you said ping and I was like, oh, it like ping the duck. something off. Like ping the duck, Indeed. yeah. Indeed. Would you guys like some trivia about yes. Kung Fu Panda? Must we? <laughs> All of this trivia uh, comes from IMDb, so if it's not true... Don't blame me. Uh, the first bit of trivia is that the animators all took a six-hour kung fu class to get an idea. Just one? Of moving. Yeah, but six hours. <laughs> but to get an idea of, like, moving around and, put, like, w- what it takes to actually 
physically be just a body moving through those motions. Martial arts are hard. Did yeah. it for years. You, you did martial arts, I yeah. I did, yeah, as a kid. Yeah. And my dad um, had several black belts in several martial arts. Mm. Uh, so it was kind of a family thing. My brother has a black belt as well mm. in Taekwondo. So, yeah, I only got to red belt, I think, mm. um, before I was told I was too disabled and that if I was going to continue, I'd be stuck in the same level forever. So I said, <laughs> as a 10-year-old, and quit. <laughs> Get on you. And now you fight people with swords. Well, they're more fun. And stuff. May yeah. I shock you and reveal that I also did martial arts Ooh. as a child. Well I knew that already. For about two years. And didn't. I got the old belt, but not many. Uh, I, I just really like the cartoon Hong Kong Fooey. Um, See, I, I did um, Taekwondo because I started dance lessons when I was five or six. Right. Um, and I lasted maybe two weeks. I was going to say, and it didn't stick. It did not stick. Yeah. Mm. Um, I hated it. They wouldn't let me wear my tutu, um, which is the only reason I wanted to do dance classes. Okay, but that's actually heinous. How dare they? Right. Not let you wear your tutu. Uh, mm. So I said, I don't like this. I want to join my brother in Taekwondo. Good on and you. And punch that's things. Fair. Um, I should say other members of my family did better with martial arts. My sister, Your sister. My sister did that taekwondo for several me. years. <laughs> uh, and she won't mind me telling this lesson because it makes her sound super cool. Um, when she was about 11, she broke her arm doing taekwondo, but refused to cry until they'd left the practice area. Nice. And she had to sit holding a broken arm for about 20 minutes while my mum came from where we were living to pick her up. And mum said she just was sat there really stoically and only started to cry because of the pain once they were in the car. Badass. Yeah. Explains so much about I mean, her. I love her. I mm. also have a sibling Taekwondo story. My mm. brother was bullied for a while in year seven mm. and he never fought back because he knew he could hurt them. You know, he mm. had a black belt by then, basically. Yeah. Um, he might, or maybe just a brown belt by then, but he was, you know, quite high up. Yeah. Um, until finally this bully, like, you know, tried to punch him. So he snapped and flipped him over his shoulder. Mm. Uh, and my mum gets called in by the, the year seven teacher who was basically looking at them and going, yeah, this kid had it coming. Um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> well done. Uh, your son did nothing wrong. Um, and my mum's just like, cool. Yeah, you, you did the thing. Hopefully they won't bother you again. And they didn't. Funny that. There we go. My brother did um, self-defense and he actually got the... I don't know what the one that he did was, but he had the bamboo sword. Oh, yeah. Um, Bokken, Kendo? Yeah, I think it was Kendo he did. Mm. Um, he actually he actually, he did it at Willow Pond. Oh, yes. Which no, longer exists. Exists. which no longer exists. I love Willow Pond. Okay, well, August... I had my 18th birthday. Though. Okay, this is getting so too pretty. specific. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. The point yeah, is, no. is that the animators went and did a six-hour uh, Kung Fu lesson. Only six hours? Week! Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to get the ambience of the movie, the production designer Richard, sorry, Raymond Zyback and the art director Hang Tang spent several years researching Chinese art and Kung Fu movies. Yep. This effort, combined with the rest of the crew's extensive research and knowledge of Chinese culture so impressed the Chinese that there were meetings by official government cultural bodies to discuss why their own country had not produced animated movies of such quality themselves. Wow. Now they are. They are now. Yeah, they are now. But yeah, Kung Fu Panda did have a big China was impact. like, how come we're not doing this? That's yeah. not fair that the Americans are doing our stuff better than us. And it has to be said. Like, Let's do things. Like, like China, I think, as a, a setting comes out pretty well from this film it's pretty like but and i think it's partly because they stay away from anything political which helps being in ancient china well yes um but but also like yeah i i the, I, I didn't see many straw hats i didn't see many of the like the, the usual stereotypes, stereotypes that are all over the place mm. in like older uh western media about chi in chinese settings um there's, there's still some uh obviously but mm. uh I, I think it was yeah maybe it was it was it's interesting what happens when you treat another culture with a bit of respect. The film was originally going to be a spoof of the kung fu genre, but one of the directors, John Stevenson, wanted to have a blend of comedy and action to make the movie more epic, saying, quote, I wasn't interested in making fun of martial art movies because I really think they can be great films. They can be done as good as any genre movie when they're done properly, end quote. Good man. That's just nice to read. And yeah, it, there wasn't a lot of... Um, the things you see when kung fu is spoofed, which is people waving their arms around and going, making, ah! Yeah, making noises like, making horrible noises. Noises. like yeah. that kind of thing. Well, also, when you're spoofing something, you've got to respect it. Yes. Oh, yeah. So if you, if you love something and still make jokes about it, the love comes out and yeah. they're funnier because they're not 
racist or they're mm. not just horrible and you know anti jokes. Yeah, mm. and I feel like the jokes about kung fu in this film were in the respectful category, which is nice. Uh, the Kung Fu and Wu Jai convention, where attacks on the correct nerve and chi points can cause paralysis and other effects, is adopted, although it is not explained in this movie that the jade figurine top sticks on the shell worn on the imprisoned Tai Lung are positioned at the traditional chi energy points of the body. The mm. sticks are intended to keep the villain from accessing the power from those points, which is why he was first concerned about removing them before attempting to break his chains. Makes sense. Just kind of cool really and not something i've seen in many other films or or visual media property Mm. when the rope bridge fight scene was conceived by directors mark osborne and john stevenson the animators protested because they didn't know how to create such a complex sequence for the directors that protest was an encouraging sign it meant that uh, (laughs) nothing like it had been done before and thus they were determined to create it sounds about right Mm. What do you mean we can't do it? That makes me want to do it even more. I mean, that's just kind of the history of like animation, really, mm. isn't it? Especially CG stuff. They're like, can't make hair do that. Well, we're going to create a whole new program to do just that one thing. Mm. Let's go. I did, I did quite like the rope sequence. It, yeah, was, it was pretty cool. It was good. And yeah, the rope physics looked, looked good. Yeah. The physics in this looked pretty, pretty good. If you compare mm. this to something like, I don't know, the physics in Shrek. Which is true, but Shrek's. Like I mean, a, Shrek yeah. was like very groundbreaking in his time, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but Shrek, like Shrek was starting from a lot further back. Oh well. yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, being sent to the Shrek dungeon to work the on Shrek. Shrek. Dungeon, yes. Yeah. But that was only that was only seven years before this film. Mm. Like, amazing. Yeah. It, it, it is. It is pretty. Technology so cool. Yeah. And then you look at things which are coming out nowadays like like encounter and things like that where it's like mm. and then there's other things that are coming out that are just terrible so and you're like oh no don't yeah. don't, don't use tg for that yes uh, the final bit of trivia the idea for this movie was conceived by the story artist jed diffenderfer that's his name uh but was pitched by the dreamworks animation executive michael lachance as his own Mm. Diffenderfer was let go as part of the usual layoffs associated with film raps but was hired back when existing creative heads could not reproduce the Kung Fu Panda story style Mm. the original story reel for what became Kung Fu Panda can be found on Diffenderfer's website good on you Diffenderfer he sounds like a Phineas and Ferb villain he does a little bit that's delightful Diffenderfer's idea was stolen (laughs) that's his villain that would Turn me into a villain. That's his villain backstory. Yeah. Michael Lachance, what are you doing here? <laughs> That's my idea. Let go of it. Pull the panda. <laughs> uh, the dragon warrior. Pull the dragon warrior. <laughs> uh, so that brings us to the scores. Dr. Sarah, it was your first time watching Kung Fu Panda. What score would you give this film out of 10? Um... So obviously I didn't really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there were bits that I liked, like, you know, the background animation, the music. Yeah, anyway. Mm. <laughs> so um, I'm taking off a lot of points for pretty much every fat phobic joke. Oh, it's not going to do well then. <laughs> so the negatives already by mm. hundreds. Um, but it, it gets a few back for the couple of things that I liked about it. You know, some of the, anim- the sequences, like the fight scenes, were great. Mm. Um, you know, when they weren't talking... Uh, it was great. Okay. <laughs> you just sort of the silent film version of Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, that's, that's much better. Uh, because of that, I am going to give it three not-so-secret ingredients out of ten. Okay. Uh, what about yourself, Dr. I'm going to give it five delicious dumplings out of ten. I think it's like, it's like fine. It's not the kind of thing that I'm like, oh, my God, I want to watch that again immediately. I think it's just like a nice... Middle of the road, children's animated film. I'm just disappointed. Everyone like kept saying it was the best thing ever. Yeah. It, it's not the best thing ever. No. But I It's fun. I think it I think it's certainly better than a three. I'm just gonna say that. Um but You also thought the descent was better than a three though. Yeah, the descent was better than. I haven't been so disappointed it, in a film for a very long. Just because time. it made me, yeah, just because <laughs> the descent made me poop my pants doesn't mean I'm not gonna give it like a, a good score. Spare a thought, Sarah, for um Katie Sullivan last year who did the Indiana Jones films Oof. and she hadn't seen in any Oof. of them yeah. and it was like oh the first one was like okay I guess and then saw the second one and was like oh no yeah oh, let's no. hope we don't have that happen this time oh no this is so bad this yeah. is so racist no this should not be allowed yeah that was that I was... hope that's not your experience with these films I hope so too for me though um score wise I I quite liked a lot of what they did um I I do think that the the, the issues that we talked about um are 
problems and certainly are things that you have to take into account when when watching this film i do i do wonder whether or not kung fu panda will be something that like 20 years down the track as people start looking back at like from the 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 toy story onwards the sort of Mm. cgi animation thing i do wonder whether kung fu panda will retain like a spot in that roll call of cgi film history but it's it's also it's quite fun and it's quite pretty and i think the things they do well are actually done excellently um but i i do have to take some points off for the bits that made me go so i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it seven skadooshes out of ten you didn't enjoy the skadoosh i did not enjoy the skadoosh yeah such a letdown neither did tai lang though so no he disappeared. He was a bit like, yeah, you should have just disappeared like Tai Lang. That would have. Well, I tried, but you're in my house. That's true. You yeah. can disappear. Okay, we will. we will disappear very shortly. But Sarah and Alan, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Cinema Catch Up Club. Hashtag yeah. Team Pilot. Hashtag Team Pilot. Yes, and uh, Sarah, we'll see you next week Damn for Kung Fu Panda evil. Two. Yeah. There's another two Kung Fu Pandas to go. Um, and... I'm busy that day. I've got to wash my hair. Sorry. <laughs> well, we'll we'll. We'll put the movie screen in the shower so you can watch it there. And then when you're done, you can come out and tell us how much you loved it, uh, how much it it won you over. Sure. (laughs) Um, Yes. And for those of you listening at home, you can join us for Kung Fu Pandas 2 and 3. That's right. You pick the trilogy. We're going to watch them. Uh, So, Sarah, you can say thanks to them. Thanks. Thank Jason, who suggested Jason, it. I will find you. Well, J- Jason will hopefully be appearing on one of the next two episodes. Well, so. I'm seeing him tomorrow, so I can murder okay. him then. No. So Excellent. he might not be appearing. Oh, okay. Well, so I will not be appearing in this show. Yes. Uh, but it was, um, yeah, it was you at home that decided Kung Fu Panda. How? Well, a couple of ways. Our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast get to nominate the films that we do for the trilogy um, film review. Uh, and from that list of nominations, we then get the wonderful folks on our Facebook page to vote for it. So you can become a member of the Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can torment Sarah Curtis for three episodes. Yeah. Uh, you can yeah. also find us on Facebook to vote for films that will torment Sarah <laughs> and Curtis. And that's for free. <laughs> you can torment for her for free. Yeah, that is for free. Yeah. Um, you can also just pick films that you actually want to see. That's Definitely. also an option. Uh, and of that's course... The problem they did. Yes. Mm. Uh, and of course you can subscribe. Uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, however you get your podcasts, uh, find us there and you'll get a new episode each and every week. Hot tip, the next two are going to be Kung Fu Panda films. So join us for them. But that's all for this week. So until next time, skidoosh, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.